This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today, we're going to talk about influencing C-level and senior decision makers in sales. Maybe I should just sort of have titled this, How to Prepare to Deal with, Sell to, Communicate, Build Relationships with Senior Executives, CEOs, CEOs, and other business leaders. I think a big part of the challenge in selling today is people are trying to do it at scale. They're in such a rush to get out there and get the appointment and connect with the decision maker that they fail to do the things up front that are going to make those actual meetings effective. So recently, I started receiving a series of emails from an organization. This has happened so many times in the last year, I've lost count. But this is the most recent one. They reach out, they're selling some type of local mobile-based directory. And they've decided that I would be a good candidate to buy their franchise assessment or do business with them. Of course, they haven't done any research about me. They don't understand my business. They don't know what industry I'm in. Uh, and it's very evident. You know, one of their salespeople, the first outreach is a, is a LinkedIn connection request, a generic one. No explanation as to why they want to reach out. They, I ignore this. They send me a couple emails. Then a new person from that organization, they message me, this time with a cut-and-paste marketing pitch, in essence, in their connection requests about them and their business and why I should partner with them and why they're great. Again, no mention of me and my business or why they've even decided to reach out to me specifically. No context. Then I start getting emails from them, much the same. Hey, we're in your area. We're looking to expand. We think you'd be great to do business with. Don't explain why, of course. Series of generic benefits. Once again, I ignore them. Another message. Then a LinkedIn message. Then a phone call. We've all been through this. Then another salesperson, apparently their senior manager, forwards all their emails to me and says, we haven't heard from you yet. Thinking these might be going to spam, but just want to check in because we'd really like to talk to you about doing business with you. We think that you'd be perfect to represent us in your region. Again, generic benefits, no context, no mention of what I do for a living, and away they go. And so finally, I turned around, and I don't usually do this, but I emailed them back and said, let me give you some unsolicited sales advice since you've been sending me unsolicited emails. And that is, is the way you're approaching the marketplace is harming your brand. To message 100 people with generic messages that are unqualified. You haven't qualified them yet. Because if they even looked through me and looked at my profile and what I'd do as a business, they'd realize I'm not a fit. From this perspective, they reach out to me unqualified and they're hammering away. So if you do that to 100 prospects, maybe five are actually qualified. But those five, because you're just spamming the world, you don't take time to contextualize, personalize, and make it relevant for them to pay attention to you either. And so in most cases, it's going to be a zero for 100 level of effectiveness, and it erodes and hurts our brand. Now, why I bring this up is this is really connected to what we're going to talk about today, which is context and understanding our prospect, and not just their company, but the world they live in. What's important to senior decision makers? Now, with that said, this is a generic list unto itself. And so one of the things I want to think about as I go through these with you is that we need to have visibility to these issues, but we still can't skip the step where we do the research, we have the conversations to understand specifically what the challenges are for these key executives. But I'll talk a little bit about why this knowledge is important up front. So when selling to senior decision makers, we've got to understand the tangible and typically the typical intangible and tangible results or outcomes they're looking for in their business. 
And so here's some of the things that I want to think about is, does your product, service, or solution do this? And so in advance, I want to brainstorm these things. Have a list and understand how I impact that person's business if they do do business with me. So here's some things that we want to think about. If I'm going to go and sell to senior decision makers, here's some key tangible results that appeal to them. Number one, obviously raising re revenues. So can I show them how my solution, product, or service can impact their business in a way that increases revenues or sales? Increase efficiency is the next one. Does my solution, product, or service help them, their employees, their equipment, or other capital they've invested in be more efficient? This, if it does, will again improve the chance of buy-in for our solution. Keeping shareholders and stakeholders happy. This is obviously another big motivator of most senior executives. Most of them are beholden to a board of directors or a group of shareholders or an owner of a company. And so from this perspective is, does what you offer help keep those stakeholders happy? Uh, if you're selling into government, their stakeholders might be community members. Does your solution in some way engage and increase happiness or satisfaction with the community they serve? Lower cost of production. Senior executives are looking, always looking for ways to produce their product at a lower cost for service or solution. So if, you could, if your solution can help them lower costs, give them better margins and more profits, obviously this is something that they're going to be interested in listening to. I want to be careful though here is that I'm not suggesting you put this in an email and go, dear uh, senior decision maker, I want to help you lower costs, increase market share, and keep your shareholders happy. That's too generic. So you need to understand specifically how your organization does this well for that exact prospect. And this is important. And in most cases, these values and outcomes are not going to come in your intro email. They're going to come after a long conversation and then you present your solutions in the context of their needs. But first, I believe we have to have a level of expertise or business acumen around where most senior executives in your target markets are having challenges and what often their core goals are. So another motivator, obviously, for senior uh, decision makers is going to be a higher return on investment on something they've already invested in. So can you show them how they get bigger return on investment uh, for a solution they've already implemented or show them how they can truly generate a direct ROI from what you're offering within a short period of time? Also, dealing with market changes or shifts in regulations is another pain point for many senior execs that if we can help fulfill, can make a huge difference. I know in my business, uh, during the pandemic when it first hit, one of the pains for senior sales leaders was their team's lack of experience and systems around selling through social media and even selling remotely and using tools like video calls and Zoom and whatnot. So I was able to put together a quick solution, training package and program for this and roll it out and within specific industries that I knew didn't typically sell that way. And it was a real game changer for them and an easy win for, for me when I was talking to those senior executives. Because after a few quick questions and initial needs analysis, I was able to quickly unearth the fact that, yes, they were having challenges getting their teams to do this effectively. And, yes, they'd be open to a solution to help them do so. So, again, what are the market changes or regulations that have occurred in the marketplace with your target market where your solution can help them with this? So intangible results as well that can motivate senior decision makers. So intangibles are, how can I lower their risk or their worry in some aspects of their business? Personal and corporate pride is another one. So how can I improve their personal and corporate pride? So this is being first, 
being better, being faster, having the latest tech, allowing their division to outperform another. These are things that from a corporate perspective aren't tangible, but they're important motivators. Image, personally and corporately, how can doing business with us help improve the profile and image of this executive or of their organization, whether it enhances their brand, uh, their marketing efforts, their corporate image, their standing in the community? These things are important. Then, of course, and this arguably for me, I put it in intangibles, but I believe it also is really a tangible outcome of doing business with us, is can my solution improve ESG and EDI initiatives? ESG being environmental, social, and governance issues, and EDI being equality, diversity, and inclusion improvements. If your solution can do this, it actually could be arguable that this is a very tangible outcome. There's a lot of data that shows that organizations that embrace these types of initiatives have lower staff attrition, more corporate goodwill, and have an access to opportunities that organizations that score lowly don't have access to. So for instance, if you're exporting to uh, Europe, there's many parts of Europe that have much stronger environmental regulations, for instance, than we do here in North America. And by aligning yourself from an ESG perspective, you can open up more opportunities to move into that marketplace. So as we look at this, I think it's really important to look at, is there a way that my solution product or service can directly or impact indirectly help them with these initiatives. Lastly, of course, retaining and attracting good employees. If your solution can help retain top talent or attract new talent, often this is a hot button for senior executives. Whether it's an up or down economy, great talent to retain them and attract them is always an issue. So this by no means is an exhaustive list of motivators for senior executives. But it's a good place to start. So my suggestion is, and kind of five steps on, on how to use this, is number one, I wouldn't start with the pains per se or the outcomes, but start with what are the key challenges and goals that your potential client may have? So the first step for me is, broadly, I understand my ideal target market, but then I want to segment it. So let's say I'm selling capital equipment. This capital equipment, I could say generally, I'm looking for organizations that use machinery, okay? heavy machinery. That's a pretty generic one. But then I can break it down. I can decide, okay, my core markets are mining, forestry, construction companies, and warehouses. So if I look at this, what's interesting is that those motivations and challenges of senior executives in those different verticals are very different. So my suggestion is number one is to understand your core micro niches that make up your core niche in the marketplace and then break within these niches, really brainstorm what are typically the key challenges and goals of the average senior decision maker within these organizations. Now, this is only to prepare you, but not to help you generically pitch to them. See, the next step is then look at how many problems you can solve or goals your product and services can help these clients achieve. And here's the key factor is that I often will focus on challenges not challenges that my, my competitors can solve just as well as I can or better, but what are the top challenges that this market typically has that I can solve uniquely or better? Then from this, I'm going to develop a series of sales discovery questions that when I'm meeting with these senior executives, because before I start pitching or talk about what we can do for them, I might do that at a high level to let them know our capabilities, but I want to dig in and ask questions and have a conversation. So if I know what these core challenges and goals that they have that I can solve, I can ask questions around it to get them to start talking about it so I can confirm and identify where I can help them. 
Then I wanna develop a unique way to present these results. So are you collecting case studies of businesses just like them? Stories, gathering core pieces of data so that you can present a, a compelling business case for why you specifically can help them with these challenges. And then number five is you need to commit to memorizing and practicing this. These core results, this industry insights, understanding the persona of the decision makers within these key target markets you're going after at a forensic level and how your business can specifically help them reach some of these tangible and intangible outcomes that most of them have will really help you have better conversations. And at the end of the day, our goal as a sales professional is to truly move from being a product peddler and order taker, right, to being a generic solution offer uh, offering is to move that to really being a trusted advisor and someone who can de develop specific solutions for that specific client's unique situation. This starts with truly understanding what motivates senior decision makers and then asking questions and probing for information to unearth those and then being ready to present that solution. And I think this is the key perspective is too often where we miss opportunities is we just haven't taken the time to do the homework up front to truly prepare and understand their world. And this is one of the key factors in moving from being seen as a salesperson to being seen as a peer and a business person who can really be a trusted advisor and help that senior decision maker reach some of these core goals that they're looking to achieve. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from closingbigger.net.